Bridgecraft podcast. What is today's subject matter today? The podcast that is today. In other words, what the fuck are we talking about? Any ideas? No idea. Well, we did have a request to talk about something that was related to what we were talking about to another mentee because we made me let slip what we were talking about and discussing with another mentee to someone else about stuff about destroying the universe and that. So that's as good a thing as any. Do you want to talk about just universes? We can do. Okay, right. Can you remember how this came about? Because the podcast episode it made it on the on the list it was error 404 not found universe currently being renovated was the sub subtitle so you get that error 404 message when you like try and go on the internet or google something and you're having some sort of technical issues and it don't work is it the same when you destroy the universe i'm sorry there's supposed to be a universe there but we can't find it i know it was there it was there last time I looked, but for some reason, the shortcut don't work anymore. Does that happen or not? Depends on your viewing ability, as in your perspective. So is that a yes and a no? It's a yes and a no in the sense that depending on who you are and your viewing capability at the time will depend on whether or not the universe is there, is is not there as in a void, or if you would not be able to look in that direction anyway. Right. Are we getting a bit too ahead of ourselves in general? Because there will be some people listening that don't have a clue what you're talking about. So maybe we should rewind and put cassette side A on instead of skipping to the end of cassette side B. <laughs> and people that understand and are old, they'll know what that means. The young'uns, they won't know what a cassette is, will they? They won't know what a Walkman is either. Oh, I miss my Walkman. Yeah, a Walkman. They'll think that's some sort of like baby carrier pushchair thing, a Walkman. It's not. It was something that was been used for before there were podcasts there were audio tapes and such you could listen to on your walkman yes long before the mp3 yeah dot mp3 before that were even a format a <laughs> twinkle in uh i was gonna say gary glitter <laughs> in bill gates's eyes i don't know why i've equated the two um <laughs> 4.mp3 was even a uh, a sparkle in Bill Gates' eyes. There was, of course, the audio cassette tape, which I don't know what format it was in. Were there even formats? It The format was just cassette, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just called cassette. They went by inches, didn't they, back then? <laughs> they did, didn't yes. they? Like, movie reels within inches and that, and then they also, like... Um, records and that yeah so anyway we'll go back back to the beginning well technically we should go to pre-beginning we'll start back at halfway through the universe and then we'll talk about the beginning and the end they're both basically at the same point in time beginning and the end full circle like 12 o'clock in it we'll start it around about five to six yep. okay and then we'll eventually make it to around about 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. at the same time, right? So, starting yeah. off at the beginning. Most practitioners of the magical variety, unfortunately, will not advance to the point where they have to worry about whether they break the universe or not. And by break, I suppose I mean end, because we all move things about in that. That's not a problem, is it? You can move the furniture about. You're just not allowed to, you know, take the roof off. <laughs> right, right. That's not against the rules, is it? Like, big renovation, you kind of have to ask the landlord's permission. 
if you just want to move the sofa from one point of the room to the other, then you can do that, can't you? That's not really a problem. So all these money spells and love spells and all this other healing type stuff, you don't really make much difference. There's a knock-on effect, of course. You might be left with a couple of indentations in a rug or in a carpet or something from where the sofa used to be. It might annoy certain people because if you're sat on the sofa, you used to have a slightly better view of the television and now it's a little bit skewed. But who cares? I mean, you are a magical practitioner and it's what you say goes. If you don't believe in that philosophy, then get the fuck out of magic, for fuck's sake. Because magic is all about changing things for your will, not about... Well, I suppose it's not. That's just really like more advanced forms of magic, isn't it? I suppose there are some people that pray and light incense cones, plastic deities. They could be considered doing magic because they're feeding things, and that's kind of magic, wasn't it? Feeding things, becoming food, candle fodder. That magic is a low form of magic, but it's still magic, isn't it? Technically. Technically. It barely makes it in there. It would it would give a little tremor on the on the Geiger counter or whatever it is you're using to read. It would be registerable. There's some energy generated there. Background noise. Background noise, yeah. So how do we structure talking about this? I'm not entirely sure because we could go on and talk about more advanced subjects. We could talk about perhaps like our experiences with uh universe is ending in that or we could just talk about like theoretically how you would go about doing it or the safety mechanisms that are in place to prevent you doing that but i'm not entirely sure what people would you know what was that what would people be getting the most bang for their buck if they're listening what would be the takeaway one is that of course it's possible to end the universe but I think people don't realise just how fucking small they are and yeah. how fucking big they are. Yeah. So I imagine the small, the easiest way to start would be to say, okay, to get on board with anything we're about to talk about, you need to be able to accept that everybody on this planet could instantaneously die now and it would make a fuck bit of difference to the rest of the universe. Well, I mean, that's just one universe as well. I mean, this is just a rock in one universe. I mean, if you take out the whole universe, mm. how that pay, pays in relation to, like, other universes is, is not a huge difference, not a major difference. But again, it depends. If you're stood in this universe at the time and it ends, then, yeah, you'd probably be a little bit upset. You wouldn't notice but you, because you'd be dead. But um, that hasn't happened, and we know that hasn't happened because we're still all here, yes? Mm -hmm. So this isn't the sort of thing that one needs to worry about happening in any way, shape or form, because you wouldn't be aware of it happening if it happened. Because if the universe, at some practitioner ended the universe or caused something to end the universe, you would be not existing anymore. You'd be dead, at least in this form. Therefore, you don't need to worry about it. It's not something to panic over. However, I think the one takeaway thing from this is that when people start to work big magics, They'll get to the stage where they are having the ability to do things like that from a theoretical basis. However, there is yet a hurdle left to jump. That is the safety mechanisms that we would be talking about. Also, if this is a, a worry for certain people, like, oh, I don't want to push myself next step or I don't want to accomplish something the next level up because if I was to do it, it might cause serious damage to the universe and other big boy things or big girl things. What would you like to discuss first? Safety or fear? Um. I think before you even get to the capabilities, I think technically I started in the right place, Liam, just probably at the wrong level, which is, you know, if you uh, were to demolish your house, you would be in the perspective that you've just seen something get destroyed. If you live three towns over, you are no, non aware at all 
that someone just knocked their house down it also has no impact on you whatsoever so what i was trying to start you with at the beginning of this is it, it is a perspective thing if you're not yeah if you didn't if you didn't see or were aware that there was a universe in that space um because it didn't affect you or didn't notice you are not going to see that it's now missing because you didn't know it was there um and equally if you don't have the vision to be able to see that there was even a house there to begin with that's why i think it's probably um too advanced to say kind of error uh error 404 in the sense that if you're not aware that there was a universe there when it's not there you're not going to see an error message because you didn't know it was there to begin with you only get you only get an error a lower message. level isn't it that's talking from a lower yeah. level from an exploratory perspective so you're talking at a solar level i would suggest there yes so a higher self level you are aware of all of the things that you are connected to but you are not necessarily aware of the things that you are not connected to in their totality. You may be aware yeah. of other things, but you won't really fully understand them. I'm aware that there's a house down the road, which is the same structure layout wise as mine, but I am not privy to what's inside. Much like I may be aware of my life, this life, multiple lifetimes in this universe. And there may be another universe that's somewhat similar, but I'm not necessarily privy to all of those. Because in the other universe, the laws of physics are slightly different and my brain cannot quite comprehend it and such. So I'd need to go a level up. So the next level up, of course, it's more like a fucking tr Christmas tree in that you've got Christmas tree and you've got loads of lights on and they twinkle. Universes starting, stopping, beginning and ending all in a state of permanence. The universe is everything that ever has been, will be, is there, and you can see them, but you can see the beginning and the middle and the end all at once, experiencing it all at once. Almost like getting stuck in a, a, a time loop, which is not to say that things cannot change, but when something changes, it's always been that way. That makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you're beyond Saturn at that point. So in order for something to change, it has to have always been that way. Yes. But at the same time, people be scratching their heads thinking, I don't understand how that works. That's because it's all about politics, you see. It's all about politics. And which is the firmer rock? This is where we go back at school and play that game Conkers. You ever play Conkers where you string the cord on a conquer and then you flick it at someone head when you're not supposed to be doing that no 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 you you hit their conquer and then the stronger conquer wins doesn't it the stronger conquer decimates the upper conquer that's basically what it works out like it's, it's a quite people from a human perspective i suppose would think of hierarchy but it's not really so much about that it's about a permanent state of perfection essentially everything in a perfect balance and if the balance shifts like when i get some of these uh rather plump people to go on the wobble boards in the gym they don't fall over but it looks a little precarious and then they find their footing again it's a lot like that i would suggest or when you plonk something else into the uh you know washing up bowl it's like all the water finds its level again like it always was Does that make sense to the listeners? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think ultimately, um, in the West, we have a strange understanding of what we consider balance to be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, because it's, we don't think of it in an artistic, I'd say like a more Eastern way, actually. Hmm. We think of it about it from a more of a mathematical precision type way formulaic as opposed to the beauty of balancing things from a spiritual sense 
or from an artistic sense or what have you? Ultimately, I think people have a tendency to look, unfortunately, and, you know, you can blame Western Western thinkers for that. It has a, a focus on balance as it being a seesaw. Um, and that there is some kind of a kind of duality that has to come into balance. Yeah. Whereas the reality of it, and if you look from an Eastern perspective, it's about polarity. So it's about actually, it's about the bowl of water and that it's waiting for those ripples to stop moving or, um, and becomes more about a sensory movement rather than is there enough drops of this and enough drops of that in order to balance each other out? Um, whereas balance isn't necessarily um, as physical as we or as kind of rigid as I think the West try to make it. So the beginners, if they do a lottery spell and win the lottery or something like that, or they make changes within the universe that just really means you're making slight alterations to the circuit you're making a slight tweak you're basically moving something in the universe where the pillow should be on that end of the sofa and you're moving it to the other end of the sofa because that's the, the end of the sofa you're sat on and you want to sit there with a pillow right it doesn't make an effect but it's not a major thing with when you're inside a universe, when you're a part of a universe and integrate into the universe, you can move the furniture around, but you cannot really do any major restructuring of that universe because it requires, and this is the real thing that people need to think about and get their heads around. It requires more energy to change or replace or destroy a universe than is in that universe at the time. What that basically means is as a component part of that universe and being part of it, like if you're in a house, you can move about all of the furniture and move about the contents and stuff like that and, and really drastically reshape it, remodel it, repaint it, all that sort of stuff. But in terms of like the actual structure of it, the walls and all that kind of thing and the roof and everything like that, one needs to go outside of that universe and be able to leverage power from elsewhere. So people don't need to worry about breaking the universe. They can worry about making big changes they might not like. Sure, you can worry about that if you like. That's mismanifestations and such. When you do the old spell for more money and grandma dies and leaves you an inheritance and you didn't mean to kill her off, but you did and you've got to live up to that fact, right? So you can do that, and that might be not, not very nice. But in terms of like actually breaking the universe and leveraging universes against each other, that is definitely more advanced forms of magic. It's not the sort of thing that you are going to want to purposefully do, no doubt. However, it is important to have an understanding of that when you're trying to understand Titan level and beyond spirits because those are the mechanisms that are in place to prevent that sort of thing from happening. They are the bricks, I suppose you could say, of your house, of your building. And if you start removing these bricks, the roof falls down on top of you and everyone else. Does that mean you cannot change those bricks and such? Not necessarily. Chris is hog-tied up archangels and all sorts of things, haven't you? You've not really removed the brick you've just kind of you know knocked down a wall or something like that on a temporary basis put an rsj in didn't you hmm. move it, you know ultimately if it, I, I suppose in some ways the cons it's not even as rigid as those need to exist where they are um yeah. you know it's as flexible as a house must exist so kind of feel of you know to a certain extent you could replace every brick in that entire building as long as it is still structurally sound um the universe that that building is still a house um like yeah. i would say that certain parts of it are even you know uh flexible enough 
for you to push a wall out in order to suddenly add yourself a extra room um and nobody might notice the it is all about how <laughs> i suppose you can manipulate it as much as you can the law itself so they're about as they're about as manipulative as as long as you have an understanding of how do they normally separate it um is it letter of the law the spirit of the law spirit of the law that's Larry, the word if you're talking about spirit and spirits and such because that's really what yeah. we're talking about yeah so basically if you're thinking about from a mundane perspective the laws of physics magic and the sort of uh, mundane magic or shall I say lower forms of magic that you'll find the average person doing or your spell cast and such like that they work within those laws they manipulate and get things to manifest and such within this system within the system which means going by the laws of physics and that sort of thing if you're wanting to break those laws those laws are the foundations and building blocks of this physical realm of the universe and such so at that point you need to really know what you're doing this is where magical practitioners on an intermediate to advanced level can get into issues because they would think i now i want to remove this rule or i want to switch this rule off it is the equivalent of someone tapping on the wall and saying it sounds somewhat hollow let's just fucking knock it down and the walls are load-bearing wall, and then everything comes crashing down. Now, they don't tend to get that far, I would suggest, because there are safety mechanisms in place. But that is your stereotypical example of something that's happening. So this, the, the things that exist in order to keep the structure, the structure that it is, this house with a door in the middle or a roof and some windows and that, if you want to turn the house brick by brick into like a gothic style church or something like that you might need to start taking some of those blocks and bricks and such out remodeling it which is going to mean actually reshaping the foundations and structure of this universe in order to do that you need to restructure its very foundation all of these super powerful spirits and deities titan level energies and such are like your foundations to a certain extent is in this universe they're very big they're like uh what was it? i was saying i was watching the gangster uh gangster films the godfather they're like the dons of the universe <laughs> the godfathers of the universe um so you either need them on site or it would be very wise for you to take under advisement what they fucking say However, that does not mean that it is impossible for them to be usurped. However, if they are usurped, remember that this is now restructuring the universe. The universe will not be the same anymore. And that's well beyond the ability of 99.99999% of humans that probably are alive today. They're not something to worry about, but again, important to get your head around from a theoretical level because at least then you can understand what you're kind of aiming for with this going up and out ascension kind of climbing the tree lark but yeah very important people should just stick to their money spells and giving people they dislike warts on the end of their nose and such because you ain't going to cause any sort of problems however we deal with obviously when things potentially go wrong don't we we don't tend to deal with at least I'm not aware of us off the top of my head having to deal with anything where that someone has managed to break the universe. What I am aware that we've had to deal with on a number of occasions is when people go about attempting to do work that is going to be restructuring the universe and the building blocks conspire against those people. And if need be, they will remove those people or a brick might land on their head and kill them or something like that, i.e. people are trying to do big magic. Theoretically, it should work, but they don't realise that the brick they're about to pull out is actually a titan, and that titan's about to smite them. We might have to jump in at that point and say, the brick is aware of what you're attempting to do. It is more than just a mere brick or plastic statue that you've bought from Nemesis now. Hmm. I don't know where else to go. We've got five minutes left of the regular edition, and then it starts getting super complicated, I guess, doesn't it? 
I think what's important for them to remember that is there are very few things for the av- for the average practitioner I guess what we're talking about is something that will never really enter their world um oh, yeah, of course yeah. which is which is why for this this very much becomes a an armchair magician question for a lot mm-hmm. of them on the basis that they will never actually attempt something that or want to attempt something that has that kind of background shattering impact like we could we could wipe uh, go back to my example at the beginning of you could wipe everybody out on this planet that has no impact whatsoever on any law of physics and i think that the main reason for that is people have a have a misunderstanding i think in a lot of the kind of insta witch worlds and even some of the more reliable groupings of mixing up the the laws of physics with the laws of nature um and the two were very very different and obviously there is a nature aspect to the laws of physics um but ultimately you could wipe up all the all the life on this rock the rest of the universe is not going to care at at, at all about it um we will find somewhere else to manifest in some other way it's just rather convenient to manifest as human beings judgment we should talk about judgment because this is where the real crux of it i think comes in because people will take away what they want to take away from this but ultimately you can judge someone's ability and such quite easily based on the things that they are worried about and the sorts of work basically the sort of shit that comes out of their mouths now your average mundane and stuff knows fuck all about magic knows fuck all about anything and look at these people they're very often scared of death i mean something as simple as death which everyone goes through and everyone's gone through fuck knows how many times at this point you know i mean it depends on your perspective but you know how can you be scared of death i mean come on how many times have you got a fucking experience that i suppose they don't necessarily remember but if someone's scared a magical practitioner or something like that are scared or don't understand the mysteries of death that's pretty fucking low level let's be fair so at that point you know you're definitely dealing with a beginner when people start to bring morality and ethics and this you know law of uh you get back three four five ten a hundredfold what you put out and all that sort of thing it shows a distinct lack of understanding and a lack of experience in spellcasting and magical practice and such i mean you can judge people on that based on their experience and when you look at the people that come out with things like that they have no magical like real magical experience past your basic spellcasting and they're very often confined by their own uh blocks boundaries and such that are in the psyche that are in the mind a lot of that has a tendency to come from fear because of course there are some people that will cast a spell a hex or something on another person and then they'll get a string of bad luck afterwards but they only beget it because there's a block in them that feels like for some reason that they deserve that and they put that in to the spell whereas people when they don't care about such things and i don't mean pretend not to care i mean actually do not give a shit and know that that's a crock of bullshit they don't get the repercussions and such um but the same is with the magical practitioners and such which are thinking about okay how do you how do you leverage one universe against another in order to get a really big job done spiritual magical scaffolding never ever gets discussed i've never heard it discussed outside high level you know occult practitioners and it doesn't even enter the thought process of most people that practice but i mean let's be fair when even if you're not talking about the TikTok and fucking insta witches and such like that even general magical practice and such there's not a huge amount of high level discussion which i think we need some more high level discussion perhaps but that's it for the regular edition of the no holds barred witchcraft podcast we're now going to go into the extended edition for the patreon and on the thoth app for thoth pay up premium goodbye goodbye to the plebs that is right now we've got the cool people 
that are listening, where else are we going with this? Anywhere that you like on a little destination, we go on a little journey to the far reaches of the ends of the universe. Is well, I don't know. This can go one of two ways, and you might want to go both ways, but that's up to you. Honey, I don't um, go both ways. Um, Not in this lifetime. There are two ways. There are two ways about it. We can either go down the kind of practical route, and we can talk about the things that actually matter to the people listening. Probably. Um, yes. Or there is the other option, which is what is possible, and you can have that conversation that you wanted to have. Anything's possible. There are just things and stuff that will get in your way from making it possible, and that will just depend on how big you are in order to stop or jump over those hurdles and such. That's simple. So now we can go into the more practical because everyone that has the ability in order to do that will already know that that was right, what I just said. And those that don't have the ability, that's probably not going to help because there's nothing that I could really say that's going to give them the ability to go and do that. They're going to have to build up to it. Like when you go up the levels on a computer game and kill all the bosses and then you get all the magical super cool armor and the extra points and shit. They do that on like Mario or something. I don't know. I, I don't have much of an understanding of how computer games works. I've only played like two of them and that was kind of how it worked. I have watched Facebook adverts where it comes up trying to get you addicted to like all of these things. We got to jump from one to the another then kill that thing and you get a certain amount of points and then jump up. It's really just a game of addition, isn't it? Which number in your little space bar, points bar, what baddies can you go and kill that are at a lower number than yours, you know? Kind of like when you kill your enemies and absorb their power, cut off their heads and such. It's like a computer game version. Anyway, I'm interested in what you were saying about the practical stuff, because we are very practical people, aren't we? So let's share some practical knowledge about shit. We'll have to break it down real simple, like. Um, I suppose the most simplest version is what you often talk about and like to point fun at and reference a lot, which is, you know, hog-tying Michael. Like, yeah. I didn't do that. That was you. Um, no, then I know it was me, but you like to bring it up a lot. So, well, because people understand the archangels to be like quite big energies and real important, like, and often Michael is used as a supreme protection, which is hilarious because he is a supreme protection. Yeah, in the sense of the bitch. universe. But when you're talking about outside of that, he's not really all that. <laughs> so. You know, well, even if you were to go to Jewish mysticism, he's not, he doesn't even get all that high up that ranking. So, why anybody thinks he's a supreme collect? Hey, um, he's the biggest clear, uh, he's the biggest kid in your year two year group. That's why. Uh, yes, we're aware that there are other year groups, but they don't come out until recess or recep uh, playground time. And then there's the creepy old man at the gates that looks at all of the children as well. That's outside of the universe, you see, because it's outside of the boundaries. And the teachers and such that work for the school, they protect you from those crazy bad things that are outside of the universe. Yes. Like a cell My membrane. And Michael, we quite regularly refer to as, you know, hall monitors on steroids because yeah. they're not even as powerful as the teachers. Like, you know, and if you think about it, a hall monitor is not even as powerful as the dinner lady. You know, dinner lady has far more power than the hall monitor. Um, so, you know, when you start to think of the perspective of that. Hall monitors are basically just snitches, aren't they? Yeah, snitches. However, or if tried. they do punch someone, they don't lose their jobs, whereas the dinner lady will. So there yeah. is that. Yeah. But then you have to understand the nature of the rules in order to exploit that, you see. Because very often our PE teacher used to say, pick a fucking window and I'll chuck you through it. And a lot of people were too scared to argue with him at that point because they actually thought that he would. But I knew that he would not put his job in jeopardy and would never actually do it. He'd just shout about doing it. Well, who would feed his dog or his cats? You're right. He did have two case. dogs. 
He had two husky dogs. I don't know if he had any cats. Anyway, we're sidetracking. We're stepping outside into other universes and such. We're getting carried away with ourselves. Can we have yeah. an example of something that might require uh, having a big reshuffle of the universe in order to make something happen? It's all of those big miracle-like stuff that, that Jesus and all that just apparently used to do. So if you want to do big party tricks, then you might need to suspend some of these laws of physics and that for a time. But make sure you acro-prop them up that can be very dangerous there's a lot of uh, force and pressure being put upon the laws of physics in order to make everything work properly yourself included of course if you're wearing a meat suit mm. so maybe you're not a good idea to remove them got to be very careful haven't you it's like lock picking a car can teach you a lot about that but there we go Lock picker extraordinaire. Lock picker extraordinaire, definitely. So there is a particular reason that we like to talk about getting people to spend more time making friends with deities. Is it so that they're more interesting for us to talk to? Well, partly that, <laughs> but also because, you know, as we've often described them, deities are what we would describe as experts in their field yeah so you know they are in themselves bound by the energies of which they are made of um and therefore that has an interesting com you know um interesting opportunities for individuals to kind of have a better understanding of what the kind of you know fabric bending of the universe that is possible um you know you bring jesus up but you know barely a sideshow oh, magician for low level solar deities you do um especially that one who pretty much just you know copied copied the miracles of a certain venusian deity but never mind let's not focus on that um but the um it really it really depends on where where you think people would want us to go with this ultimately um you know learning from those individuals will learn the boundaries that are there so what is possible for them and what is isn't possible for them um so asking a you know um a deity like i don't know venus to try and have an impact on a you know structural issue that would be more likely bound by the jupiterian energy is kind of a way to see can she manipulate can it is it breakable or is there a limitation to that particular energy? Um, and at that point, as you start to kind of build up an understanding of, well, how would Mars approach that? You know, how would a Martian energy approach that issue? How would a Mercurial energy approach that issue? Is there a limitation of that, you know, that particular energy point? Would you need a combination of various different things in order to actually make that happen? I think that's why I quite like the tree of life as a kind of thought exercise um, for kind of planning magic like that. Um, and I've become quite attached to it. Um, I've always used it for planning. It's wonderful. So, you know, of having that thought process of going, OK, well, if those three energies come together, do they beat that one? Um, and actually, if you combined all of those, you know, all of those below Saturn, could you even disrupt Saturn is the question. Um, those kind of thought processes that kind of go, okay, what is the limitation of that? Um, and, you know, it's particularly when you kind of start to assign concepts to them. I know we talked about it in um, one of our favourite episodes, the one about weaving planets. Um, 
you know that kind of core three at the bottom that kind of lunar um uh lunar mercury venus all coming together to form manifestation why is that you know we talk about it and we oversimplify it with our lovely little fire tri triangle but um you know do you actually understand the concept that is there because then you start to kind of work your way up that tree in the different unities that are are possible in order to create destruction or or uh, creation where are those kind of points available to it at which point you can break down all those kind of key aspects and key possibilities of i'm trying to what i'm trying to do liam so that you understand is is the uh, bring back for those of them listening that do under you know play video games or have an understanding of these kind of tolkien-esque D, &D uh, dungeons and dragons kind of processes that that has been explored it's explored in a lot of what the lore is built up of a lot of these games is when you go back to what you said earlier about um kind of power levels now it's not about what is that total number for a lot of these games and there's a reason for that is actually all of these games have their power levels split into various things like what's their stamina points um, and what's their magicka level and all those kind of things that allow you to kind of start to think about, well, actually, if you renamed cleverly, thought about what each one of those kind of, you know, what is stamina? So if you were to take that stamina bar and go, well, OK, magically speaking, what is stamina? Um, so which energy is combined or is it a pure energy? You know, could you argue that that is purely a Martian one or actually is it something to do with a conjunction between Mars and Venus? Um, and actually that kind of stamina level fits somewhere between those two. Um, and once you can start to look at it in that way, you can kind of start to think about actually how is that deity powered up? Mm -hmm. Where is the limitation of their power and what? What does their story or their journey, because I know you like to tell the solar one quite regularly, but there are... You, I'm on commission. <laughs> there, are, <laughs> there are versions of those storylines that each of those planets talk about. You know, when I eventually get round to um, doing that Mythos series, you will yeah. like to kind of bellyache about. Chris, you're just flirting now. You'll, uh, you'll start... You'll start to realise that for me, it's a lot easier to talk about the different stories that fit up to make up the zodiac of of the kind of Venusian storyline, um, as it were. The Venusian storyline would be the zodiac and the journey that passes through all twelve signs. Um, the thirteenth would obviously just be Neptune. Let's just face it. Um, stop trying to squeeze an extra uh, zodiac sign in when it doesn't need one. Um, no, it's like the cover, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the cover art. It just bangs all of the pages together. Yeah. Or the sleeve, like that little jacket <laughs> sleeve. Basically, that's what you're talking about there. So, you know, there is no there is no thirteenth zodiac in reality, but you know, it binds all the other twelve. But the, you know, each of them has a story and that story is important of why that story repeats itself. Um, like you say, Liam, on commission, the solar story is an important one for most people to understand. It's also the one we focus on too much yeah. um, as a society, particularly in the West. Yeah. Use promo code SOL. <laughs> and get... 666% off. <laughs> that would leave it in a deficit. You can only do 100%. That's free, isn't it? 100%. But 666% WTF, mate. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? What the fuck does that even mean? I mean, I know 666 is supposed to be some sort of devil number or anything like that. But I mean, is he is alluding to something here? I don't know. I'm just going to have yet another sleepless night because Liam and Chris have gone off on something that may seem like a Somewhat joke, but at the same time, there might be something there.
deficit discount codes. What the fuck does that even mean on a spiritual <laughs> and magical level? I don't fucking know. Anyway, so I think a lot of people get used to this idea when it comes to spellcasting and energy stuff. And it's really important, sure, to add energies into a spell and such. But when you get to that next level, you're normally thinking about why is something not doing what it's supposed to do? Or what are the energies currently doing? Because the equivalent is when you're an introducing an energy into a project or something like that, then you're kind of like introducing to a certain extent a new employee, I suppose. So if you already have, you're worried about some sort of defense or something like that, you could be thinking, I'm going to hire a bodyguard. But at the same time, you already have a security team. You know, what is Mars currently doing in your spell? What is the destructive element of your spell, the protective element of your spell? What is fire doing in your spell or water? All of these things, all of these elements and planets and energies and such, they're already in the universe. If your spell is running in this universe, then they already are having something to do with the manifestation you desire or the mismanifestation that you're currently experiencing. So what are all of these actually doing? This is why at the point when you become a CEO, you merely just speak to the heads of each department and say, what the fuck is going on here then? Fix it, this is not according to my will. And then they turn around and they say something to do with the financial service or conduct authority. FCA and then they say well you know we could do some financial skullduggery here but I mean do we really want to risk it HMRC's coming in that case what they really mean is okay here team the titans are coming for us what do we do <laughs> yes titans can be you know people get away with not paying their taxes and such but you have to be big Chris don't you you've <laughs> either got to be obscenely big to get away with not paying your taxes or obscenely small to the point where you find some money on the side of the road, two pounds, three pounds, no one really gives a shit and you're not declaring it on your tax return. Is the middle guy, is the beginners, the ones that actually when they start to do the magic, the beginners and intermediates, much like the working class and the middle class, they're the ones that really get fucked over, aren't they? Yeah. 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 The ones you're used to seeing, not the ones that are... Yeah unseen and unnamed yeah the ones you're used to seeing not the hidden ones anything else we've got like 10 minutes or so i think we're on a bit of a roll here there's all sorts of gnosis and shit coming free flowing i wonder how many people are gonna listen well questionable i'm not gonna hold my breath ultimately okay how about this one then liam why is it worth them knowing when 90% of them are not going to actually get there? Oh, what? that's simple. Don't laugh. That is very simple. I equate, I equate it to this question, right? What is the value of knowing how stupid you are? Because if you know how stupid you are, or you're aware that you're stupid, then you are aware of so much more improvement that there is. So much more that's out there to discover, to learn, to be able to do and such. If you're ignorant, they do say ignorance is bliss, but I'm not entirely sure whether I entirely agree with that. Um, ignorance is bliss until it isn't, because bliss is a state, isn't it? So, you know, mm. rethink that one, people. You're thinking that, uh, not for the future but anyway if you aren't that if you if you aren't aware of your shortcomings in the next steps and how many more rungs up the ladder that there are it depends on i suppose your personality some people will thrive on that some people will say oh wow there's so much more out there i'm going to go in this direction that direction i'm going to really start to try and understand this other people as soon as they know how many more rungs there are on the ladder they let go and fall to their death because they think fuck it i can't be bothered to climb up that much more so it depends on the personality of the person but i would suggest that actually is down to what you were saying or alluding to is down to how stupid someone aware you know 
that they are. So their lack of experience, knowledge, ability, all of that sort of thing. I think that that can be something that you can take inspiration from, or it can be something that you can allow to be your undoing. And if it's your undoing, it's because you let go of that ladder and looking at how much more you've got to climb. You thought, fuck it. I think I'm at the top of the mountain. Oh shit, there's a higher peak just above the one I thought was the top. I'm going to quit now. Whereas I think the people that really make it in this game, they're not the sort of people that really think, oh fuck, here we go. They're the sort of people that are like, oh yay, I thought it was over. Look, there's another one to climb now. Oh, that one looks even more jagged. Even more dangerous and precarious and scary. Brilliant. We'll make base camp here for a while and then we'll go up tomorrow. That is the sort of thing that I think would would help. Is an outlook, like you were saying earlier, a perspective, I suppose, isn't it? Want to pick out some stupid ones for us? What stupid, stupid people? Yes, yeah, stupid people that don't know that they're stupid. No, of course not. There's, it's more a, it's more a case for me of kind of going, you know. There is something quite special about this experience, um, and well, that's not me. Because <laughs> that's no. a certainly a special experience. Do you mean being human? What being being human is quite a special experience, um, in the sense that you do, you know you don't experience the, anything else quite this solid. So, yeah. which for someone who has spent a lot of time in the non-solid, you know, the having this experience of solid is quite, quite incredible. And actually, yeah, I think... Yeah, tied up in the bedroom, isn't it? Oh. Uh, come again? Well, it, yeah, it, it literally is, though, because if you are one of those people that are used to wielding power and freedom and such like that, as soon as you get restrained, you might think you might not like it. But actually, it's so such a new, different experience that you might get thrills out of it. Okay. I suppose it depends on how you're bound, because some people obviously are bound in an uncomfortable way, like they don't use decent equipment they use like cheap shit from Ann Summers or something like that they don't use the proper bondage tape or anything like that maybe their partner doesn't really know how to tie up properly you know it's supposed to be comfortably uncomfortable it's not supposed to be painful that you you know that's what the flogging's for but being like in a human as a human it is much like I think bondage isn't that okay but, Again, if you're in one of those painful bodies where you've got all sorts of medical issues and such like that, I can understand it would be an uncomfortable ride rather than being a comfortable, uncomfortable ride that's rather thrilling. You strike me as the sort that has a lot of thrills in this life. So you must like getting tied up. Maybe. You like being bound in a fleshy suit? Maybe. Yeah. I think it's, that's a, the biggest admission we're going to get, isn't it? It's it's a it's a holiday. Um, yeah, there we go. But yeah, so my the point the point I was trying to make in um, a less Fifty Shades way, less kinky, um, is um, is ultimately it's an interesting experience, and it's an interesting experience that you won't gain by spending you know 60 hours a week playing mario kart are we talking um, about being human or are we talking about kinky in the bedroom because i'm confused now which is the expert which is the fun one because you don't play mario kart playing mario kart and not doing no kinky stuff what you mean um, being human or you mean kinky stuff i'm talking about being human liam only right. you are talking about kinky stuff okay Right, so yes, I suppose you don't really experience much about being human if you're just playing Mario Kart all of the time. But you will experience what it's like to be a human playing Mario Kart, I suppose. And what it is to be a human and waste your life. There's loads of humans I know that do that. 
I've met quite a few that have reached the end of their lives and they've looked back and they wish they'd played the game different. <laughs> they have said that as well. Some smart people realize before they reach the end that they may wish to play the game of life a little different. If that's one of you people, then maybe that's something for you to work on. You should bring it up at your next mentoring meeting. We love to hear about people change their lives and such. We see it quite a lot walking a magical path. I think when you fully embrace it, it will change your life, won't it? Ultimately, particularly from what I've noticed in this lifetime, particularly, is far too many people glorify the idea of suffering. Um. And my question is is kind of more a case of for for them is to figure out why why it is they have that obsession with it. Um, to me, you know, it's one another one of those things I could lay at the feet of um, any of the kind of Yahweh inspired works um, that all seem to think no here here is here is all about you suffering suffering in order to become better. Um, now, I don't know about you, you can probably make a really good PT reference there, Liam, about actually there's a certain level of struggle that should be applied in order to make something stronger um, in the sense, you know, to accomplish yeah. those kind of betters. There is a certain amount of hard work that goes into something. You value you value what you pay for, essentially, and when pay for, yeah. I don't know really mean financially i mean that you are having to put effort in you know yeah yeah but there is a difference between kind of you know putting hard work in and suffering um and i think if you were suffering during a training routine then you've probably pushed yourself too hard um or you've got the wrong mindset yeah, I think suffering seems to be one of those things that is something that goes on and on, isn't it? It's not like there is no end in sight to it. Mm. So when I've met people that are suffering in their lives, they are caught in some sort of cycle and there is no end to that cycle. They need to break out of that. Whereas short-term pain, uh, discomfort and such like that, people that put themselves through that, they understand why they're in that situation and they're often choosing to do it or they've been thrust to pin, pushed into that situation but they see an end to it and they're working towards bringing about that end which usually means going head first and delving deeper into that being a little bit more uncomfortable potentially um but yeah i mean it is one of those things isn't it? i mean nowadays there's a lot of talk about all of these modern younger people and such that don't like com they they don't like discomfort at all and they believe that you know i should never be offended or i should never be in an uncomfortable position i should be wrapped up in cotton wool and bubble wrap and such so i mean that's definitely goes against the human experience but at the same time i think it's very human to want a perfect life but obviously the way things are structured, no one ever gets that. Even people that you think might have a perfect life, they often don't. Mm. They just have a slightly more comfortable ride, let's say, than others. Mm. It is no, by no means flawless. Well, I often find that those that have those kind of perfect lives where everything is given to them, that actually they suffer in a different way um, because it's a different kind of loop that's permanently in um which is why i think you know lots of people go well if you i was to choose where i'm coming to and in what life i'm going to be wouldn't i choose a rich one well a wise man wouldn't wise men say only fools rush in mm. anyway that's it for this extended edition of the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. I hope it was uh, intriguing. I hope that you got something. It wasn't one of supposed to be one of those ones where we, 
you know, give you a load of uh, gnosis and such like that. It's supposed for you to go away and have a little think about it, mull things over. Uh, but there we go. Live long and prosper, as the Balkans say. <laughs>